This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. and welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily Lane. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent and constantly ever recovering addict. And this is the All Open podcast where I and others discuss the moments little too large when we really felt however briefly and in whatever capacity like we had no friends. The things that we find to hate about ourselves are particular and peculiar, often incredibly individual and abstract. And it seems to always turn out that the edges of our bodies and faces, the things that we try to mask or change because the tiny shit dick gremlin in our brain has told us that we have to, are actually the parts of us that other people seem to love or even envy. There is no formula for beauty. And it has taken me years to relax when it comes to the way that I look. Now, I don't give any kind of particular fuck, but for years and years, it was all consuming. And I wasted hours scratching at my face or pulling on my body, desperate for it to be different. And I can tell you that is a fruitless use of energy. But it is so tough to try and be at peace with ourselves in this Instagram filtered chunk of the 21st century. We become obsessed with changing or hiding, and it's a tiring affair. Grace and I are discussing all this and more today. So it is... I can't actually tell you because my maths is so bad, but the only thing I do know is that Grace at this moment is six years old, and she is sat on the stairs at her parents' home. And I'm guessing this is sometime in like in the noughties, maybe? maybe yeah, in the uh, early 2000s, maybe. Yeah. Um, but in this moment, Grace Grundy, why do you think you've got no friends? Um, 
because I'm overly in inverted commas sensitive. Um, so I remember being sat on the stairs and just feeling like it was just big sensations and I don't even I didn't know what they were I didn't have the words for them I don't even know what it was about um I just know that I almost felt like too much and I my mum was with me and I was crying and I was like I don't know how to express myself um I just feel like these big things and, and I don't know how to get them out so was there something particular that had sparked it? Or was it literally just a wave of emotion that you were feeling? I think I almost like let loads of little feelings build up because I wanted to be normal and easy breezy in my day to day life. But I just, I'm just not that. I'm everything but easy breezy. So <laughs> it, it would just come out in these huge kind of waves of like tears and, and not knowing what was going on. And my poor mum would just be there like, it's okay. <laughs> Don't okay. worry. And you, were, and you were literally an age six and having these extreme emotions that must have that God, you poor little thing. Yeah, and it, it sounds so, like, self-indulgent almost. And I think it was that, that like, it was those um, outlooks on feeling too much that have always made me feel quite guilty about feeling too much. Yeah. Um, as I grew up, I, I there, there's almost, like, all of these moments I can pinpoint where... I've been like, just stop feeling, Grace. Like, stop it. Your guts don't need to feel like they're on fire right now. Or, like, your boyfriend yeah. leaving doesn't need to make you cry. Like, it's fine, you know, you can just yeah. be chill. Um, yeah, so it's that thing of, like, too sensitive. And a few teachers have said, Grace is too sensitive or overly sensitive. And actually, like, as I've got older and learned how to express those feelings and how to put them into, like positive outlet it's my superpower Mm. and it it is what makes me good at my job and like being a good songwriter and an illustrator that's what I am so yeah I thought that might be a cool thing to talk about yeah that that is that's brilliant one of the things I really want to discuss is this language of like of being a highly sensitive person or being too sensitive or you know, whatever, because I think that language is so shaming. And being told that you are that at such a young age, I think can be incredibly damaging, especially if it's coming from like your educators who are telling you, who are telling your parents that you are too sensitive, when clearly there is something else at work there. It's not just like a character defect that you have about being too sensitive. I was I was accused the other day, accused, I don't think accused is the right word, but I was, um, someone said to me, you're a highly sensitive person. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, yes. But there is a, um, there's an actual, I don't know if it's a disorder, but there is something that people are just born highly sensitive. Oh, I definitely um, was. <laughs> <laughs> And that's okay. Um, I think the way that you've manifested it into something really brilliant and you're right and turned it into, into art is, is amazing because you've harnessed it um, rather than letting it just be overwhelmed, rather than like it manifesting and turning into something negative and something sort of self-harming, you, you put it outwards. Um, did you, uh, so that was when you were, when you were six and after that, was that 
did your parents sort of make any moves to help you with the sensitivity or was it something that you just kind of worked through on your own? Yeah, luckily, like, my mum especially, love you, Dad, but my mum especially is very kind of empathetic and in touch with her feelings. So I, I lucked out there with, with that. And I think it must be so difficult for kids that are sensitive that don't have a family member that, that kind of allows them to be that. Um, but I think what helped was just being given language to describe feelings because you don't you don't really get told what your what feelings are and um, so just learning that through mainly like reading books or like watching TV and all of those things I was like oh cool like I can name that now so it's less terrifying um, yeah and then I definitely went through a period from like maybe just I don't know, like secondary school, maybe a bit before where I desperately wanted to be easy breezy and like super cool. Because all Easy the, breezy, beautiful cover girl. Yeah, you know, like. all, all the women that were great are like bouncy and they, they have no feelings and they walk around like they're somehow lighter than everyone else. So I desperately tried to be that. But in doing that, I just detached from things that were happening in, in my life. And actually it was really dangerous and... I I almost I think I felt really sad and really numb for quite a while like growing up as a te- like as in my teenage years um mm. so it wasn't until I found music definitely music and art and drawing and like all of these amazing artists and musicians that feel and express that I realized that could be really cool in lack of a better word yeah, 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 and like and like you said before, uh, like a superpower of sorts, because there are so many people who can't who can't harness that or don't don't feel this. Oh my gosh, um, uh, my mum my mum was talking about a friend of hers the other day, and she was talking to this friend and uh, was talking about me and my issues. Great conversation. <laughs> it's always the topic um and uh like having my heart broken and she was talking to this friend and said oh you know do you remember having your heart broken and this friend was like no what I know right right and um and and mum was like sorry what (laughs) she was like yeah no just never never really felt it and there was part of me that was like um, God, I'm so jealous that you haven't had that experience. But then there was another part of me, and a better, stronger part, I think, that sort of went, "Wow, you haven't felt the depth. Yeah, you haven't felt you haven't felt everything there is to feel. Exactly. Like you don't experience. Oh, maybe this isn't fair, but I love that I experience everything so much. Um, even though it can really hurt and it's you know I think we need all types of people like if everyone in my team was like me it would be a nightmare you need you know you need all the people to make things work but but I I also think that how do you like connect with other people if you haven't if you're not willing to kind of feel those things and go there and and be Mm. obliterated at times you know it's um it's something about as well like you said about um discovering the words for things through music and through tv or through films through books that when someone else um puts it into words and someone else has experienced it you suddenly go oh I'm not alone in this yeah there's someone else who's experienced whose experiences that I can relate to and that becomes so powerful and so um and such a relief yes like is there any better feeling ever than seeing a lyric 
that someone's written that's perfect and it says how you felt and you didn't know how to say it and then like and then you go and stand in a room full of people that also obviously feel that because everyone's screaming it at the stage like because we all feel it I think it's so weird that we all just stand next to each other in a room and scream words like there must we must need to do that like you must need expression like because it makes you less lonely right um it is yeah it's made or like a good book or whatever like I always used to put songs on to tell someone in that car like what I wanted to say without having to say it oh my god I love that yeah right it's like a tool it's a tool to to do that and it's just so like it is magic I think is there a particular lyric of yours that you have that you that when you wrote it or when you hear it now you're like oh yeah I feel that yes definitely but weirdly it's one I wrote this week should I show you yes if you're allowed if that's okay yeah it's not a song it doesn't exist um let me just get my it's really it's so depressing but it's really I really feel it I've always been a little out of body I can dissect mine into 30 separate parts the bits that magazines say are good enough and the bits that make me kiss you in the dark. <gasps> oh my God, I feel it. <laughs> good, right? I feel like all people hopefully will feel that. Otherwise, I'm just out here on a limb. <laughs> oh my God. It's the bit of going, the bits of magazines say are good enough, the bits that they want to kiss you in the dark. I, can, I, I feel that in my soul. Okay, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm sorry, but also I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the thing of going... Um, Often when people tell me stories or like, or, you know, can, can relate, I go, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry that you went through that. I'm really sorry that you feel that. But at the same time, yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad. Get in the trenches with me. Yeah, it. totally. Totally. <laughs> I'm really sorry that you've also had a bin fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I'm really glad I'm not burning alone right now. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Oh, I love that. Is there, um... In any of your songs, I know. Uh, was it was it Wembley that you did recently? Yeah, crazy. Like not not for my stuff. I got to. I'm lucky enough to perform with Hybrid Minds. They're like a drum and bass duo. They're lovely lads. Um, and I wrote this song with them um, that that connected with people, which is sick. So yeah, I got to go sing it at Wembley, which was terrifying but really cool. What, what was your experience of that? Um, it was. I find this with performing, and it it. You almost have to accept the possibility that you could make an utter like tit out of yourself. But then the minute you do that and you can be open hearted and you see people love it and you can connect with people, it's like such an amazing feeling that I don't really get doing anything else. So it was really cool. Like people were actually singing along. Um, and again, the song's kind of sad <laughs> um, and it's about like not necessarily always being the kindest to yourself. So to see people singing those lyrics, it was literally the moment of like, I'm so sorry that you feel that too, but also I'm very glad that you're here with me. Right. Yeah. Wow, Wembley. Yeah, let's sing together. Um, so it was just God, so fun. Yeah, woo. Um, but it was so cool. And massive, like, I've got to perform with them a bit the last year and it's been such a learning curve doing that and being out there in front of people and kind of, opening yourself up to that um and not being rejected like learning that people are on the whole good um has Mm -hmm. been really cool so yeah people on the whole are pretty accepting um I really relate to that you know uh with putting this podcast out and sharing sharing my story um 
and uh, I'm not exactly giving myself a five star review as a person in the in the episodes and having the response of people going, I felt like that too, or I now understand how I feel or, um, you know, well done for doing that. It's like you do learn that there are a community of people who are just who like really great. Yeah. Um, and really loving and on the whole people are people are good yeah oh my god quickly can I use this to just say like thank you because I've started listening to your podcast and I know you I know like we've spoken but through this I've learned so much about you and me and the world um and I just it's genuinely like a warm hug listening to this and like seeing that people have things that we go through and they're difficult and it's not perfect and you're also just really funny and I love the like humor that you put with it it just yeah it's perfect I'm really proud of you oh my god that means just so much honestly like because I think um I've said it before with this stuff that often with mental health or being like a, a, a very sensitive person um and you sort of talk about it or you talk about it with people or people talk about it to you it's kind of like being punched in the face by how serious it is and you know everything's taken very seriously it carries a lot of weight yeah or there's a polarized response of oh it's um this this isn't real or you're or you're making a choice or you're too mm-hmm. sensitive mm-hmm. or whatever so to find the balance of going it's okay we can find the humor and the light in this and do it with a kindness and a lightness of touch um, rather than just like smacking you around the face with a book. Um, yeah, I mean, like the power of Christ compels you. Um, <laughs> so being able to find that that space, um, it's just, it's so, it's so cathartic and brilliant. So from this experience that you had when you were little, and that's informed you, and I, we, kind, we kind of discussed it already of like what you've learned from that, of that being, being a sensitive person. And I sweat that there, I want to hasten to add to everybody listening that there is absolutely nothing wrong with being a sensitive person. There really isn't. And like Grace is saying, it is like a superpower. It allows you to have great empathy. I feel, um, there's a real lack of judgment surrounding others and their emotions, which I think is a really beautiful thing to have because people can be so judgy mm-hmm. and so cruel when it comes to emotion um and think that you're choosing it or just because they wouldn't operate in that way for some reason you're bad and you're wrong but if you've experienced the emotion you become very empathetic and have a huge awareness but yeah like we said being able to put that into art that has informed you in such a brilliant way yeah um I kind of want to talk about that are, are we would you mind talking about the second the yeah, second time totally. you had to- Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Really quick though. Just one mm. thing I'd love to say about that. I just thought of it then. Yeah. When when it like when it doesn't serve me is when I let it 
become like all-consuming or almost like I can do this thing where I make someone else's problem and pain all about me because I'm like oh I feel so sad about that and then yeah. that's all I think about so learning to kind of know like good boundaries go listen to Emily's episode on boundaries that saved me <laughs> um like good boundaries and like really learning to feel the feeling but then not let it control you or learning about like good ways to get get it out is key so if you're out there yeah. and you're sensitive it's all good it's like the um the acknowledging of it as as a thing and sort of going okay there you are I'm not gonna let this control me but I'm just gonna acknowledge that this is happening but I am not entirely my feelings I know that sometimes my brain is not on my side yes exactly. um but I I struggle with boundaries so I mean I've said it before in the podcast I struggle with it so much many because I'm so shit at setting boundaries myself that like I just don't understand anybody's so it's like a, it's a whole new world and all I want to do is take on other people's pain and fix and fix their pain or rescue and you know just be like be there for everybody all the time and while it sounds great it's exhausting and also people don't want that yeah like it's <laughs> so. exhausting for everyone like them you you know it is so tiring yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah I think just like trying to navigate it in a sense in a sensitive way and um give yourself some grace wow I'm using so many puns I'm literally called grace but um yeah just trying to like be kind to yourself and, and be really know. graceful oh man I've lost my chain of thought let's move on sorry, you, they know what we sorry, mean sorry, 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 <laughs> um okay um so if we would can we talk about the, your second moment because I'm so I just I really want to know because you just have so much so much to say okay so I literally I was not going to bring this up this is one of those things that I just really struggled to talk about but I went for a little walk before this and I was like, okay, cool, sensitive, I can talk about that. It kind of sounds like I'm nice when I talk about that. It's not like, you know, it's all good. Um, but then I thought I really wanted to give this like something of me because it's a, it's such a great thing. And yeah, hopefully it helps someone. Um, so the moment I'd go back to, I don't know the specific like year or when, but I put on a bandana on my head for the first time because my ears stick out like I think loads the NHS don't agree I can't get them in back um but like so I've always been really self-conscious of them and then I remembered like this passing comment that someone made when I was about I don't know like 15 maybe 16 and um that my ears stick out so I was like oh my god everyone else knows that too I thought that I was the only one that could see that um and then suddenly it gets confirmed because some arsehole has decided to to make a comment yeah and to them like they probably wouldn't think anything else of it but yeah. overly sensitive person over here is like oh my god <laughs> I am gonna wear a bandana a hat a cap like snowboarding helmet whatever it is I'll chuck it on my head if it means that I can pin these ears back um so I started doing it and it must be like I don't know how many years now that I've worn it at least in public, basically every day. Like I literally yeah. wear it like I wear my pants and my socks. In fact, I'd probably rather not wear pants and socks <laughs> than, yeah. than my bandana sometimes. So I, I didn't know that because I've always I've just I've always known you wearing a bandana so I was like oh it's just it's like your trademark you know and it isn't it is in a way um and I remember there was a time like when we first met that I I wore a bandana for a couple of days. So I thought it looked so fucking cool on you. Then I tried it and was like, I just 
<laughs> can I pull this off? That's really cute. <laughs> I, looked, I looked really weird and I was like, oh, Grace does it so well. Um, but I, I had I had no idea that that had sprouted from a place of, of insecurity. What it did feel like when I first started wearing it, though, was a bit of a superhero cape, you know? It made me feel confident. I felt really good. I could go out. I don't love doing my hair, so suddenly I was just like, cool, like... Chuck it back, done, great. Um, and I felt really good. So, and I still do to an extent, like with at least I think going into music and having my bandana, it has become a bit of a thing, which I, I do mm. love. So there's two real sides to it of like one, you know, it makes me feel good and great. If it does, why not? But two, now I'm getting older, I don't feel like it always serves me. It, I feel like sometimes I'm almost serving it. Um, and it just, it has become this real, like, layer of armour between me and people because yeah. then I'm not letting them see me, like, fully. I'm, and there are certain people in my life that I do want to see me fully and I, and I want to be loved for myself, so... You are, you are essentially the real-life and best version of Hannah Montana. Thank you so much. I think. <laughs> Which is the greatest compliment anyone can be given. But, you know, you know when, when Miley at the end of... To Hannah Montana, she took off the wig. Yeah. Um, what a way to minimize it, but like. No, I actually that, really, really love that. You are the real Hannah Montana. But um, yeah, I think it's funny how associate the bandana with and what other people associate it with. Because I, I, I objectively have just always been like, oh, she looks fucking cool. It's a cool yeah, thing. that's like, so interesting. You know, it really, really suits you. Yeah, I've never thought of it like that. That people, I love how accepting that is, though, that you're just like, oh, cool, it's Grace. Like, yeah, it's just Grace. Um, yeah, like it would never, never even have begun to begun to think that. But um, I think maybe what what one thing is like if you weren't wearing one, I might I might notice, which is which is interesting. But I haven't thought about that before. But do do you think do you, do you think you might take us take a step away from it? Um, yeah, I do. Like, I've got to this point. Um, it's so funny. So I had some therapy, not about my bandana at all. <laughs> I would love if it was a bandana there. No, but it wasn't. It was something so different. You know, it's kind of to do with grief. And then at the end of this, like maybe six month period, I was leaving my last session. I was like, oh, by the way, I'd love, like, I think that I don't really love myself. (laughs) And I wear a bandana every day. And she said that it's this kind of common thing that people go to therapy for something and end up getting to the root way too, like, it's like the door handle theory. I don't know, something like that. Mm. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it just came, like, I've really noticed now. But it's what makes you different, isn't it? And I... Mm. I look for that in people. I love their quirks and what makes them different and, like, little things. Exactly. Yeah, so how weird that I can't give that to myself and, like, that we're conditioned to think we need to be so perfect to be loved and that, like, how you look... I know, like, I've I've lost a few people, like, grandparents lately. And in their eulogies, no one was like, oh, and they looked like this. It was, like, how they made you feel what they did with their life, all of these amazing things that make up a person. So it's so weird that somewhere along the line, like growing up in this society, I've been taught as a young woman that the way I look means more than what I say or like how I make people feel. And that's just crazy, isn't it? So And you've hung all of your I say you, we as a Yeah. And I think especially with women, hang all of our self worth 
on aesthetics and how people see us. And you're right. I think it's such a brilliant thing to observe. The the quirks in other people um, are the things are often the things that you like love most about them, or things that like really set them apart or make them incredibly beautiful in your eyes. Um, and I remember I can't. I had one once that I was like, oh, I hate this, and someone and one of my friends was like, are you kidding me? I wish I had that. And I was like, what? It's so um, funny. Yeah, I really, I, I have no answers to this one because I literally just decided to tell you about it now. I think what I have been doing, obviously, like, with my partner and, like, some really close friends, I don't wear it. And, and I feel yeah. it's been so nice to, to realise that nothing's changed. I'm still there, Grace. Like, they still love me. And it's genuinely crazy. And I've even had moments where I've caught myself in the mirror without it. And I've been like, oh, like, I think I like you. You're, you're good. Like, you're doing your best. And, and I can see that. And they're fleeting, but... It's just so nice to realise that that can change. And I just wanted to tell whoever's listening and you that if you've got something that feels like it will never change, it it can. And I used to want, like, to get them pinned back and get a surgery. And now I'm, like, determined to love them. And I will. (laughs) And I don't know how long it will take, but I want to get there. And And it it will happen. It will 100% happen. So I've spoken to a few people who've had like parts of themselves changed by plastic surgery or, you know, et cetera. And then suddenly they found themselves missing that part of themselves, the part of themselves that they thought they hated. Then they were like, oh, I don't, I don't recognize myself. And it's quite an emotional, quite an emotional thing. But um, I think like for years, I was talking, I think it was Sophie Habu I was talking um, to about this, like, I, for years, I hated the way that I looked. I hated the shape of my face. I hated, I hated everything. I couldn't stand to look at myself in photographs. I hated, I hated like my hands. Um, and, uh, and if anyone ever said, uh, no, that's beautiful, or you're, or you're gorgeous, or, you know, whatever, whatever, I would go, you're lying? Why are you lying to me? You're, 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 um, like stop patronizing me and just tell me the truth. I we, I know that I'm ugly. You know that I'm that I'm hideous. Blah 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 blah. blah. Oh, um, I want to cuddle that you because we all do that. Like we've all been there. Mm-mm. And uh, and it's only like recently when I've stopped. I've stopped feeling like that. Um, but oh god, what was it? The thing that came out really really recently. I thought we were sort of getting past it, but clearly we're not as a society. This article came out being like, uh, whatever, the curvy butt is out, heroin chic is back in. I saw that. Oh my God, it's so depressing. It's just Instagram and like what people are growing up with now. I've probably only, I've like inhaled this like toxicity just from like magazine covers in the supermarket Mm. or the Kardashians probably but imagine growing up now where like everything's got filters and everything's perfect like I I oh it's just so scary I don't I there's an amazing movement that's changing that but I I Mm. feel like it needs to be in like the mainstream media which I just don't I don't know how yeah it should almost be part of the fucking school curriculum to just be like do not look at this shit (laughs) do not look at this because that growing up with that was the reason that so many people had terrible eating disorders and thought if they didn't look this that way, if their legs didn't come up to the fucking eyeballs, then they weren't they weren't beautiful. And it's and it's and it's horrifying. And with this, and you're right with this age of sort of perfection and filters and airbrushing, 
um, and having that ready at your fingertips because that used to be like models. Yeah. Got you had a photo taken, then it was airbrushed. But if we had photos taken, you couldn't like do it yourself. <laughs> but but now you can. MSN filter that made everything like blue and yellow. I think that's the closest we got. Do you remember that? Like <laughs> sepia tone. Yeah, like sepia tone. <laughs> that's it. A bit of black and white. Like I remember the one that almost made it look like I can't remember the one. It was like a tie dye effect, and everything was like weird. <laughs> That one, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's all we had. And now you can literally change the size of bits of your body. It's so scary. Yeah. But I just think it needs to be taken off the table that, like, the way you look directly correlates to your value. But how... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to solve a big problem here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to. No, it's, it's, it's a part of a huge discussion, though, because so much of, you know, our self-worth and our value ever... And people go as a lot of thing of like when I'm thin when when I'm this I will be happy when I when I get my nose job I'll be happy and really nothing nothing changes you are the same person and um and happiness and does not equate to I'm sorry weight loss and having a boob job does not equate to happiness um totally it's finding people that you can put around you that that don't share those values and like that can say I love you for for mm. all these reasons um mm. yeah and that actually brings me to my point of my next point my next question which is my greatest question that I like to ask um <laughs> is what are the things about you Grace that you really love um my sensitivity 100 <laughs> percent. I used to hate it but now I know it helps me connect with people and see the world in a different way, which is literally mm. why I can hopefully write a decent song. <laughs> um, what else do I love? My goofiness. Like, I definitely don't always say the right thing. Um, I love that. But I think it hopefully... It, like, just brings moments that are meant to seem perfect down to reality so quickly because it's just a car crash from the off. So mm. I think it gives people permission to be the same and, like, not act like they think they need to. Oh, that's such a brilliant awareness. That's that's really, really great that, like, you just kind of go in with that rather than being, like, rather than this, like, wobbly pedestal of going, what's going to happen if you just kind of barrel your way in there and go, it's okay. Totally. Things I love about you as well is I think you're so kind and lovely and unbelievably talented unbelievably talented oh my gosh when I was I've never watched Love Island before and I watched it this year and suddenly and it was like um who was it Jacques I'm gonna say Jacques and his name wasn't Jacques it was Jacques or something um and Grace suddenly came on and I lost my shit <laughs> I loved that I nearly like threw my laptop across the room and then took a video being like Grace but I think you're unbelievably talented, have the most beautiful voice. And also you were one of the people when I came back and no one knew where, I, where I'd been until I you know, spoke about it. When I came back from rehab and came back into, onto social media, you were one of the people, first people who reached out being like, I've, you said something like, I've really missed your smile. And I was like, oh, and just that, like the sim, those simple words just meant so much. And so you're just a really 
you're just a wonderful, wonderful person, an extremely talented musician, and I'm very, very lucky to know you. And I can't wait to give you an actual real I life. I know hug. we have to do that. <laughs> but seriously, like I, I did miss you on my feed. I noticed, and you, you do the same thing. Like you bring an honesty to situations that is so needed and so refreshing. So, like right back at you with all of that. You're the best. I'll stop being too mushy. We are British, so we no, need to like we, we need to bring like, it. In. You're the best. No, you're the best. <laughs> But for real, like, Um, you're a breath of fresh air. Thank you so, so much for coming on. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your honesty. Thank you for everything. Really, this means the absolute world. And you've been amazing. And I love you. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for giving me the space to do it. I I really appreciate it. I love you. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Join me next week when my guest is actor, writer, and very, very funny individual, Tom Sturton. Please, please get in touch and send your stories either to contact at whydoyouthink.com or via DM on Instagram. Just put Survivor Story either at the top or in the subject line to have your story read on the podcast. We want to hear everything. Small, massive, recent, way in the past, whatever you want. We're here for all of it. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and I'll talk to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.